world where every belief is challenged, where do we go? You are now listening to the Truth of the Matter podcast, where the world is seen through the lens of scriptures. So hello everyone, welcome to the final episode of our series, Fruits of the Spirit. So with us today is our special guest and we are very thankful for he has been with us for the past three weeks and for this final week, which we will discuss gentleness and self-control and it's Pastor Patrick. So before that, I'd like uh, mga ngamusta muna ako sa mga kaka-hosts ko. So first is uh, JV, how are you today? Well, I'm fine. Thank you very much, Jeddy. And um, as always, I'm very excited to hear from the uh, from Pastor Patrick and the Fruitful And thank you, JV. Okay, how about you, Sam? Yeah, thanks, Jody. It's been a great month with Pastor Patrick here. And I'm very excited to be concluding the series once again with two more fruits. So uh, let's all be excited for that, right? Yeah. So last but not least, Nathan, how are you today? Yeah, thanks, Jody. Yeah, I'm excited then. Uh, it's the last episode, right? So I think starting I want to thank you, Patrick, for sticking through this series. So I really appreciate you, Patrick. But yeah, okay, Jody. All right. So with that, uh, we now go to Pastor Patrick. How are you, Pastor Patrick? Okay naman, uh, Jedi, JV, good to see you, Sam, and uh, Nate. No? Um, yeah, we're good. I'm so far, by the grace of God, having a good week. Medyo busy lang, but it's a good week. Okay, nice to hear that. Po. And with no further ado, uh, kindly take it away, po, Pastor Patrick. All right, so this is the last week of our Fruit of the Spirit series, and each week, no, we've been talking about, parang uh, every aspect of the fruit of the spirit. The if I can say the Christian different Christian character, like love, joy, peace, <clears throat> forbearance or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and the last two that I want us to discuss briefly and how we can apply it in our lives is gentleness and self control. Now. When you hear the word gentle, it usually connotes weakness, diba? Pag gentle ka, uh, then uh, sometimes there's a little bit of yung perception is there's weakness. You're weak. Pero when you look at gentleness in the Bible, it means meekness. Hindi po weakness, but meek. Hindi po weak, but meek. And when you, it's interesting when you study, do a word study of gentleness in the Old Testament, uh, the Hebrew word, I hope I pronounce it right, is Ana. Okay, meron ba kayong kilalang Ana na name, no? Um, pero when you say Ana, it's to stoop down. So meron siyang posture of humility, no? Ano ba ibig sabihin ng stoop down? Well, uh, being a parent, I have a toddler. So when I get to talk to her, I stoop down. Diba? I go down at her level so that uh, I don't come out overpowering or I don't come out strong. Diba? So yun yung ibig sabihin pala no, ng Old Testament of gentleness. It's stooping down. Uh, so meron siyang posture of humility. Um, merong fa- I know some of you are familiar with the verse. No? Um, I don't know where the, the exact passage is, but JV, baka you know, or Nathan, or Sam, or Jedi. Uh, you stoop down to make me great. I think if I'm not mistaken, it was David who said that of having a revelation of God. 
that God stoops down at His level to make Him great. And parang yun yung picture ng humility, no? Kasi when we relate ourselves with God, then God is so great, eh. God is so great that He needs to stoop down at our very finite level. Otherwise, kung nagkamali tayo ngayon, and He didn't stoop down at our level, eh, He would have sent thunder and lightning already to us and we've, we're dead. We're gone already because He's perfect and we're not. Pero because of God's character being gentle, He stoops down at our level. Uh, ano ibig sabihin kaya nun, no, guys? Pag sinabi mong you stoop down at a, cert, uh, at a certain level for a person. Well, maraming expression yan. You can be more gentle. <laughs> you can be more um, diligent in teaching the person. Diba? So maraming expressions of gentleness. But in short, when you talk about the Old Testament of Anna, you stoop down. So I am at your level. I go down within humility to at least magka-level tayo. I'm not overpowering. I'm not dominating you. I stoop down. But the New Testament naman, pag tinignan mo yung Greek word, it's power with reservations. Pag sinabi mo reservation or reserve, you refrain from using that power. So, if you reconcile the concept of gentleness or meekness in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, there's strength within, but you refrain from using it to overpower or dominate or to manipulate or to abuse that power over someone. That's gentleness. Kaya po minsan, uh, an, a very clear practical expression of gentleness is actually not being angry. Kasi alam mo, may power ka deep inside, but yet you're able to refrain and to reserve and to subdue that strength in you because you stoop down with grace and compassion and humility for that person. Alam niyo yung Tagalog na hindi pinapatulan. <laughs> Ginagamit niyo pa ba yun? Mga kabataan ba? Hindi ko nalang pinatulan eh. Alam niyo, you're familiar with that, right? Nate, Sam, uh, JV, Jeddy. Hindi ko nalang pinatulan. That means parang, yeah, that's correct. Kasi you, you stoop down at their level. Diba? So that, and you know, we have instances that, in instances in the gospel where Jesus was gentle. Remember the disciples? They were saying, "Di ano mo na yan, Lord? Uh, rain down fire and thunder on these people, diba? But Jesus, although he can do that to people, but he was gentle. Although he was powerful, but he refrained from using that because he stooped down at humanity's level, and that's gentleness. So, Old Testament will say it's stooped stooping down and there's a posture of humility but also in the new testament it will say you have power inside but you choose not to use it over that person you're able to refrain from using that because it might lead to abuse 
It might lead to manipulation. It might lead to sowing fear. It might lead to even anger. That's gentleness. And that's one of the Christian character that's included in the fruit of the Spirit. Kaya pala, as Christians, meron, meron tayong ano, um, kailangan as Christians, mga kapatid, this is very evident in our lives. Yung kailangan, there's really that gentleness ano, uh, inside of us. Even if some of you students who are listening to this podcast You may be a leader someday. You will have a leadership position, whether in the corporate world or in the government. Uh, or maybe you have a leadership position now in the school, in your campus you're in. It's very important that you lead with gentleness. Or, Jedi, Nathan, JV, I know, I believe naman siguro kakasal kayo in the future. You're gonna get married. You're gonna have your own family and Uh, Sam, hindi mo na kita sinama kasi you're a woman. But even as husbands as well, when we lead our wives and when we lead our children, there has to be that sense of gentleness. That there's that power refrained from being used, whatever the situation is. Yan ang sabihin ng gentleness. It's meekness, not weakness. I been I been a pastor no um and now I'm going to talk to you Sam diba? also Sam syempre find a husband also who is and I'm sure you're not going to get married the par- your parents will get mad at me for saying this but in the near future find a husband who is also gentle in uh treating you malalaman mo naman yan eh pag may dating na or you know when your relationship gets deeper so To all the men that I'm talking to here, and you are a Christian, gentleness should be evident in our lives. I know we're strong as men physically, but it can be subdued. It can be managed. It has to be refrained. Being a pastor for um, many years now, uh, I've been a pastor for 15 years, 15, 16 years. Diba? We've counseled people eh, who have these kinds of You know, lack of temper, you know, short-tempered, um, violent responses in the house. Or minsan nanggugulpe. Um, yeah, but they really have to be convicted because as a Christian, that's no longer our lives. If there's something that's causing you to violently react, If there's something that there's that fit, fits of rage in your life, that has to be healed. Because being a pastor, we want to help each one of overcoming those. Because you have to examine what, what, are, what is it that's causing those violent reactions, uh, fits of ang- anger or uh, bursts of anger. Diba? And what's causing that? There has to be a healing and a restoration in your soul. Diba? And let the Holy Spirit search up. But anyway, that's gentleness. The last one is self-control. Now, sometimes we think being gentle and being self-control, it's almost synonymous. Yeah, almost. Para nag-overlap siya. No? And if you study the Christian character, 
different Christian character here with when it comes to the fruit of the spirit. Parang nag-overlap siya JV, no? Parang yung expression ng patience is sometimes overlapping also with gentleness or with self-control. But to be more precise in defining self-control, ito, very interesting. Self-control means self-mastery. Self-control means you can master many things in your life. And that these things can influence you in committing stupid actions. Pero you can master it. Uh, one, one verse in Titus, no, that's Um, that is that I I think you memorize ko lang the verse <laughs> sa Titus is diba, for the grace of God has appeared to all men so salvation but in the next verse it says but for the grace of God has appeared to all men and has saved us not only that but it also says teaches us to say no to ungodliness so The grace of God that's working in our lives gives us the ability to master the temptations, the desires, the sinful passions, to master our emotions, to master our thoughts, so that we can live righteous lives. Yun ang self-control. So hindi ka lang nagpipigil for the sake of nagpipigil. Kaya mong pigilan kasi master ka. Sin is not mastering you. Uh, remember, yung story po ni Cain and Abel, di ba? for some reason, both of them offered sacrifices to the Lord, but uh, the Lord did not regard the eldest son's offering, and he regarded more Abel's offering. And so yun na, doon na frustrate si Cain. If you know the story, right? Si Cain na inget, I don't know, frustration, Anger towards God, probably, or anger towards his brother. So he cannot control the negative and the toxic emotions in his life that led him to murder Abel. What did God tell Cain? He was warning. He was God was actually concerned with Cain. Ano sabi ni Lord kay Cain? Diba? Sin, Cain, sabi niya, Sin is crouching at your door. Gumagapang yan, yung sin. And there's already a sin in your heart, in short. If you do not master it, it will master you. So when you talk about self-control, it gives you the ability to master and to take dominion, not of the world, because that's not... You know, the Lord did not call you to be a dictator. It's God who will take dominion through His kingdom. But to take and subdue, let me use that word lang, to subdue and master your emotions, to rule over your thoughts, to rule, eto, mga kabataan ang no? If you're, you're a young person, you can master your hormones, Okay, may nagsabing isang pastor. Di ba? Your teenagers are Christians, but their hormones are not. But the, as Christians also, the Lord has given us the ability to master, self-mastery. Cain failed to do it. Cain 
failed to do it, to master his emotions, the toxic emotions, the anger, the frustration, the jealousy, the envy. He had a hard time having mastery over that. That's why Satan was able to tempt him easily in murdering his brother. Kaya important yung having self-mastery over some areas of our lives. I know Jesus is our master, but remember, you are the new you. <laughs> you are new in Jesus. The old is The old Nathan is gone. The old Jed is gone. The old Sam is gone. The old JV is gone. The old Patrick is gone. When we become Christians, there's a new us. The Lord has transformed us. And gives us the ability through His Spirit, by the power of His grace, that we can master and subdue and tame whatever the things in our lives that co- that's causing us to sin or do something stupid that will displease and honor dishonor the Lord. So, yan ang ibig sabihin ng self-control. I'm able to take dominion over the many crazy things in my life. Sinful passion, toxic emotions, negative thoughts, anything that gives Satan and his demons a foothold to tempt me and cause me to live in sin. Yeah, self-control is very important. Remember that context here in the New Testament is that they were former pagans and pagans live for themselves. Diba? Uh, alam niya naman yung saying, diba? YOLO. You only live once. So do all what you want. <laughs> Follow your sinful passions. You only live once. That's the mentality of the pagans before. Pero, and they were in different kinds of sin. Diba? But since the Lord pulled them out and they were already saved and being sanctified through and through, I can no longer live for my emotions. I cannot just I cannot just allow my emotions to dictate how I live. I can't allow my thoughts to dictate how I live. I can't allow my sinful passions to dictate how I live today and tomorrow. Because it's Christ who leads me and the Holy Spirit in my life. So, yung po yung ibig sabihin ng gentleness. Gentleness means I'm stooping down. There's that posture of humility. There's power inside me, but I'm able to subdue it and refrain from using it. That can eventually hurt others, manipulate others, abuse others, and commit commit sinful acts against the Lord. Number two, self-control means self-mastery. I'm able to master all these things in my life. And it will protect me and prevent me from sinning against God. So, yeah, I'll stop there. Maybe we can have uh, some questions, try to answer it. Let's discuss it together. What are some practical applications regarding this truth? Thank you, Alet Pastor Patrick, for that insightful talk and uh, really what we need today uh, about self-control and gentleness. So for Q&A, I'll start it off with the first question. So 
how do we fortify our spiritual defenses against sin? Yeah, Jenny, maraming practical applications yan. Um, one is the importance of boundaries. As young people, you need to set boundaries. And sometimes the boundaries may vary from Christian to Christian. I was counseling a teenager or maybe a young person. I'm not sure kung teenager pa siya, no? Maybe a single professional who's struggling with pornography. And for some reason, hindi niya makontrol yung desires niya, no? Addiction niya. Addiction eh, sa pornography. And so, I asked him, diba? do you set boundaries in your life? Kasi hindi pa pwedeng... Kasi parang ang kwento niya is that... Um, wala, nasa internet lang siya the whole day. No? Continues to watch different streaming platforms and shows without any curfew or limits in terms of using the internet. Eh, minsan, nage- mala- mara- madalas, nag internet siya, walang tao sa bahay. Sabi ko, you gotta set boundaries in your life. These are a spiritual defense against sin. Diba? So, sabi ko, marami na akong sinabihan kasi I was a youth pastor before. I talked to students. I said, make sure you only use the internet when when your parents are around. If possible, do the extreme way of not have not using internet in your room. Some point ko lang, giving an example to us, boundaries very important. When we talk to couples, yung mga nanliligaw, meron na bang nanliligaw diyan mga students? Wala ba? Walang nag-date? Good. <laughs> Better do it when you're done already with college. Uh, college, yeah, and you're working. But when I talk to, to dating couples also, sabi ko, you better make sure there are boundaries. You can't just be together in the car to late at night and the lights are off. Come on. You're giving yourselves into temptation. So, To answer that, how do we have defenses against sin? Boundaries are important. So to those listeners and hearers, I just gave two examples to us, but there are many more. How do we set boundaries? We need to set boundaries in our lives because these are defenses. Kasi sometimes yung temptation po, dumadating sa buhay natin yan. And ayaw mong, it's too late na when there's that temptation, It's already difficult for you to say no. So boundaries are like fences. De ba sa bahay nyo ba? Nate, J- Jedi, Sam, JV, may wall. Yung house nyo ba may perimeter wall? Meron eh, de ba? May walls. Why? It's to protect. There are boundaries. You don't want to sleep in your neighbor's house unintentionally because there are no walls. Now, sinasabi mo, pastor, sobrang legalistic mo naman. No, kaya nga you determine. Ikaw mag-determine. What are the boundaries you need to set in your life? Number two, very important, accountability. Di ba? Is there someone in your church community na you trust who will cover you in prayer? Who will protect you if you're being tempted? who will tell you, stop what you're doing and you're giving the person the license to correct you if it's needed. Yan po yung kailangan. Third one, God's Word. Meditate on the Word of God each and every day because sabi ng, ano sabi, JV, Psalm 119? 
You should memorize this, diba? How can a young man keep his way pure? By living according to your word. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. God's word. And then number four, ito important, Jedi. Dependence on the grace of God. Apat, four practical ways. There might be more, but for the sake of time, yan yun. Boundaries in your life. Accountability. When it comes your, to your church community. Third is word of God. Number four, dependence on His grace. Ask God for His power working in and through your life. Kaya hindi okay lang din eh, guys, no? Um, I know I use dating examples. Yari ako sa parents nyo, no? But of course, you'll get there when you're probably working already. But to you, JV, Nate, Nathan, Jedi Sam, let me encourage you, you've got to appreciate your parents when they give you curfews. When they limit your, your hanging out and staying up late, when they ask you to go home at a certain you've got to appreciate that because these are boundaries. These are defenses from harm. Sa totoo lang. From harm, from danger, even spiritual danger. Okay, sige, Pastor Patrick. So, our next question is, my question is, how can we gently correct theological error if you know, it's wrong? Like, that is big ones, some of small ones, but how do we correct those people? I mean, there's something wrong with theology. The heart is all, always important. What's in your heart? Because sometimes I, I see pastors and teachers correcting other pastors and teachers, but parang hindi na siya, hindi, it's no longer out of love. The tone seems like it's wow. I mean, there's really just that pride. And unfortunately, that I'm better than you attitude. It's very subtle, but I'm kind of sensing it, and I hope I'm wrong. So when you correct someone who's who has committed theological errors, you have to watch your heart first. Ikaw, but you have to look at your heart. Is this? Am I coming from the motive of love and concern for my brother or my sister, or am I coming from an attitude of pride because I believe? that Calvinism is more correct than Armenian. That's for JV. I'm coming from... Or am I coming... Kasi minsan, JV, Nate, par, ano yan eh, very subtle. So you have to, before you correct someone, you have to ask the Lord to search you and say, Lord, should I correct? Or should... Should there be another person, better person to correct? Because I have to watch my heart. So it's good before you correct, ask the Lord and search, search your heart. Is it coming from pride? Is it coming from a self-righteous attitude or pharisaical attitude? Or am I coming from a heart of love and humility and utmost concern for my brother or my sister? Heart is very important. And once you're able to establish that before you correct, second is the tone and the words you will say in correcting that person. 
Marami yan, ano, uh, you can ask some, I don't know if you have an HR manager or coaches in terms of upgrading your people's skills. But maraming ways yan, no? yung mga semantics and the right way of addressing it. Hindi naman pwedeng sabihin, JV mali ka. No? Porket nagkamali lang si JV ng teaching, sabihin ko na sa kanya, heretic siya. <laughs> You know, that's judgmental already, right? So I'm I'm not being careful with my word. Diba? So kailangan you come from a posture of gentleness and humility and love, not of pride. I have to be careful that I'm no longer I'm not judgmental. I have to be careful that it's from a humble and heart with utmost concern for, for the person that I love. So the tone, hindi ko rin naman pwedeng sabihin sa iyo, Nathan, correct kagad kita, sabihin ko, mali ka, sinigawang pa kita. <laughs> diba? You know, come on. That's not gentleness, right? So, so dalawa lang yon Nathan. Uh, heart. Look at your heart. Search your heart. Examine it before you even correct someone because of theological errors or any other error. Once the Lord clears it, may check, okay, good. If it's a correct heart, it's a correct motive, then go ahead. Try to talk to that person. But the tone, tone, volume, and the words you say matter. That's how you correct. And then the third one, nakuwo, wag kayo magko-correct through text. Tapos minsan ipopost niya pa sa Facebook, itatag pa niya si Nathan, mali siya, ganyan-ganyan. Hey, that's not the way to correct. If you really want to correct the person, tapos, di ba nakakatawa sa social media, you post something like that, X, ang dami ng cancel culture, magre-reply na sa comments, oo oh, nga, mali talaga yung taong yun. See, see, that's not the way to go. You put that person to shame. So when you correct someone, do it in private. You don't have to tag him or her that he or she is wrong and you post it in Twitter or in any other social media platform. Diba? That's how we gently correct. Yeah, check the heart. That's more important. Okay, thanks for that reminder, Pastor Patrick. And for our next one, it's because we often lose our self-control, right? When we're impatient or when the person doesn't reach All right, or match up to a certain standard that we put out. So the question is, how do we control our anger? That's a difficult question. This is the most difficult question. <laughs> how do we control our anger? One way is to pause. One way to pause and reflect. We're not used, your generation and my generation, we're not used to pausing. Kasi gusto natin instant, diba? instant Google, instant noodles, instant internet. So I don't know. I'm not sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. Your generation is not used to waiting. I guess uh, we want results kagad. Diba? Um, so, and maybe it's me also in my generation and everyone since we live in a convenient world now. But when you're angry... And when there's that frustrations and whatever toxic or negative emotions you're feeling, it's good to pause and reflect. Palamig muna. Palamig. 
And when we're able to, and then while I'm calm and reflecting and pausing, I need to ask God, Lord, remove this anger. Pause and pray. Meron pa pala, pangatlo, third. Pause, pray, and process it with someone. And there, you have friends also in school or in the church community that you can share what happened. And then from there, you'll, you'll feel better. Should be. Pause. Wag, wag pause na one minute, Sam. Kasi pag one minute, galit ka pa rin. <laughs> no, you pause like 30 minutes to an hour. And then pray. And if you're still bothered, talk to the person you trust and ask him to pray for you or her. And then from there, you'll know how to respond. Yeah, pause, pray, process it with someone. These are, ano na lang to, ah? I mean, itong answer na to, these are uh, based on experience. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if there's a Proverbs, JV help me here, or Jedi, uh, if there's a Proverbs about learning to wait or pause. I think there is. I think meron naman. Or in the Bible. Praying, for sure, it's biblical. And process, diba? confess your sins to each other so that you may be healed. Diba? That's part of processing as well. Thank you, Paul, for that wonderful question, Paul, Pastor Patrick. Um, it is truly is an encouragement for us, especially when we are dealing with all kinds of things and problems in our lives. Um, for our last question, um, how can we be an encouragement to our fellow believers so that they'll have more gentleness and self-control, especially in this time school that it's really, really needed? Ah, okay. Diba alam mo yung verse na ano? A gentle answer turns away wrath. That's in Proverbs, if I'm not mistaken. A gentle answer turns away wrath. As much as toxic emotions and negative emotions are contagious, I do believe also as well that this Christian character, it's motivating, encouraging also to a lot of people. So, how do we encourage? We just show it. Diba? Uh, alam nyo naman yung saying na walk the talk. Instead of just preaching it in your small group or Bible study group, in the youth service, in the pulpit, no, walk the talk. Show it. Diba? Model it. Not naman as a Pharisee to impress them, but let your life, what did Jesus say? Let your light shine before men. And That's part of it. Our light is shining not just to the people in church, but even to our household, even to the people close to us. Let your light shine before men. And so, just walk the talk. Diba? Um, sino ba nagsabi nun? Si Pastor Judah Smith ba nagsabi nun? Your, your life is worth a thousand sermons. Your life is worth a thousand sermons. That means whatever you do each day, Sam, when you're in the house, Jedi, when you're in the house, Nate, James, it's already preaching. 
<laughs> you don't have to preach and get the mic to preach. You don't have to do that. Every day when we live our lives as Christians, we're already preaching to the world. Let me tell you, the world is watching still how Christians respond. I know, unfortunately, you know, um, some people have a traumatic, not so good experience with a Christian church. And uh, I want to say sorry to those people on behalf of the church. In the midst of that, people are still looking up to you and people are watching. So uh, to answer that plainly, JJ, walk the talk. Um, thank you, Paul, very much for that question, uh, for that answer, po, Pastor Patrick. You know, just walk the talk. And for some Christians, they really do fail to do that. And um, we pray for them. And we also pray for one another so that we will do that. Yeah. So once again, thank you very much for our dear viewers for watching this uh, last episode of our series, Fruit of the Holy Spirit. And if you haven't already, please... Um, follow us on our socials and subscribe on our YouTube channel so you could um, watch more episodes that um, will enlighten you and will empower you as a uh, servant and child of God. And um, it is our prayer that um, God will work in your heart, that um, He will sanctify you and that um, He will strengthen you in times of trouble. So that's it, guys. And um, um, this, guys, will see you on the next series. Yan. Pero before guys. we end, before we end, oh. lang, <laughs> we have a special <laughs> ano lang, commendation for JB kasi he recently announced that this will be actually his last episode with us and we perfectly understand since we're having college applications and he will be especially busy kasi he will be applying for a conservatory, right JB? So he has to practice a lot and God willing, our prayers go out to him that he will be accepted in his dream school. So, and lang, we appreciate you, JV. Actually, you were the one who inspired us to band together but as a group. Actually, the name of us before was United Youth Believers. Tapos naging Truth of the Matter podcast na. So, it's really your interest in biblical-based teaching that also inspired me as well, personal just testimony, to research more into not just Reformed theology, but Bible-based teachings talaga. It really, you know, remove the, the ungodly teachings na nakasanayan ko na dati. So I know that was all God's work and thank you for being with us for the past seven months. Kahit maraming kabisihan and I also thank Sam and Nathan if I take the time to just appreciate you guys as well kasi I know we've been through a lot mga events aside in school, even family, personal stuff, even in sickness but we're still here by God's grace and we pray that in the future magkakasama ulit tayo for future episodes by the grace of God. So ayun, uh, Lastly, we'd like to appreciate Pastor Patrick for being with us for the four episodes for the fruits of the Holy Spirit. So thank you, Pastor Patrick. Thank you also for the privilege to be able to discuss God's Word to all of you. Yes, so with that, I would like to officially close our series of the fruits of the Holy Spirit and see you all for the next series. We don't have a title yet, but it will be about spiritual discipline. So watch out for that. It will be a equally an equally important series for us all so thank you so much guys and see you all god bless bye guys bye guys bye everyone see you next series